Leslie Miles coming to you today on the topic of marriage and multiple wives. And we'll take it from the top, showing the nature of God. When God created Adam, um, he saw that Adam uh, was not good for him to be alone after a certain amount of time. And so he made Adam a wife. And uh, God did not make Adam several wives. He made him one wife by the name of Eve because God knew that Adam could be content with just one wife. And so um, here's where uh, multiple wives come in at. As you know, they had uh, two children, Cain and Abel, and Cain was evil and he uh, killed his brother. And as a punishment for that, then God uh, evicted him from living in the same area of the earth as his parents, Adam and Eve. And God allowed uh, Cain to live in a a, a new territory that uh, was called Nod. And so uh, as Adam uh, began to produce and uh, reproduce and his descendants, eventually uh, some of them uh, continued the way of, of evil, the way of Cain, and some became murderers. And uh, scripture tells us that um, one of the descendants had two wives. And so it began on the side of uh, Cain with his two wives. And if we look in Genesis 4, we'll see that Cain's descendants are um, a separate than Adam's descendants. Uh, scripture began to tell about Adam's descendants in um in chapter of five. So they're two different chapters of two different descendants. And one was evil and one was uh, uh, um, righteous. And so Adam's descendants were righteous uh, because they stayed on the right track with how God had intended it from the beginning. And so Noah is the um, in the 10th generation. And we know that when Noah went into the ark, he had one wife. And so uh, we know that uh, his sons also had one wife. And so we see that God's standard is that man should have one wife. But because, uh, you know, the evil one and doing things, uh, you know, our own way, then men began to have more than one wife that they um, that was inherited from uh, Cain's, the unrighteous side of uh, uh, the human uh, race. And so uh, we'll see what happened with that. So let's look at um, the example of Abraham. Abraham's wife, Sarah, uh, thought it was a good idea for her husband to have uh, another wife uh, to bear a child. And she had not foreseen that this was going to bring about a lot of problems into their uh, household. And so um, it did. It did. Uh, Hagar, uh, she gave Abraham his first son. And of course, Abraham loved uh, loved his son. That was his uh, only son for 13 years. The child was 13 years. But uh, Hagar began to become arrogant, I, I would suppose, and probably, you know, brought up the fact that Sarah didn't have any uh, children. And um, so Sarah had to put her out of the household. Now imagine the pain that Abraham suffered when that's his only son that he's had and been raising for 13 years uh, to, to have to put put him out. But he did because um, God had to visit him and tell him to listen to his wife because God had his prophecy and God had spoken the prophecy that Abraham would have a descendant from his wife and not from uh, the, the, the second wife or the uh, 
concubine, a handmaid, or whatever you want to uh, call Hagar, but uh, so God had to uh, send her away in order to fulfill his purpose for the nation of Israel. And um, so we see that the multiple wife situation did not work out well there. And then we can take it from there and we can look at Hannah. And Hannah was married to a man named uh Elkanon, and he had two wives. One was Penina and one was Hannah. And the same scenario played out. Uh, Penina gave uh, her husband children, but Hannah could not have children. So it caused a lot of uh, conflict. And scripture tells us that Hannah would go into a room and cry because the lady uh, Penina was mean-spirited, you know, and she uh, made her feel bad about not being able to have children. And it gave um, uh, Penina the upper hand. And so... Um, you know, of course, Hannah prayed to the Lord and he did allow her to become pregnant and her son became greater than Penina's because he turned out to be Israel's first prophet, uh, Samuel. So we see that scenario of multiple wives just is not a good idea. And we can take it a little bit further than that and we can look at Jacob. Jacob married two sisters. Uh, one was Rachel and one was uh, Leah. And Leah gave him six children, same scenario played out, but Rachel could not have children. And uh, he loved Rachel, and so Rachel felt bad that she couldn't have children. She prayed to the Lord, and he gave her uh, Joseph and uh, Benjamin. And um, it caused a lot of conflict between the two sisters. And so uh, we see that that scenario just is not a, not, not a good idea, because jo uh, Jacob ended up favoring uh the children that he had from Joseph, I mean, the children that he had from Rachel. Uh, we know that Joseph was sold into slavery because of, uh, you know, his brothers was, was upset that uh, Jacob treated him better than he treated them. So this multiple marriage thing is not something that came from God that was mankind. And we can go off into King David and we see what happened with him with having multiple wives, even though he had a whole harem of women. He went to these extremes of killing Bathsheba's husband so he could just have one more. So we see that did not work out well for King David. And then look at his son Solomon. Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And God had told him not to marry women who were not from his uh, from the nation of Israel because they worshiped other gods. And uh, Solomon ignored God's warning and he went ahead and he had all these uh, wives. One of the wives were from the daughter of Pharaoh. And uh, just like God warned, they ended up swaying him to uh, practice idolatry. And so uh, as a result, we see this did not work out well for Solomon because uh, God did not allow him to live a, a long life. He only lived to be 58 years old. The change for women came when Jesus gave his life on the cross because a whole New Testament came in with new rules. And under the new rules, men were no longer able to have all these wives. And so I'll read it for you. And it says, uh, these are the new rules under the New Testament. First uh, Corinthians 7 says, 7-2, Nevertheless, because of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband render to his wife the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except with consent for a while that you may give yourself for fasting and prayer then after that 
come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So we see that God has given a new order that you need one wife, one husband. And uh, that is something that women are so grateful for. That's why when you go into churches on Sunday morning, you see more, more women than men because women are more grateful uh, because we suffered so much more. And we can see... Um, Jesus changed everything and they considered him very radical because uh, Jesus was all his disciples had went into town and they came back and they saw Jesus at the well um, entertaining and talking to the uh, Samaritan woman, something uh, uh, men just did not do. You know, they saw women as a piece of property and a Samaritan at that. And Jesus is, you know, interacting with her. So they uh, thought something, you know, was very strange here that Jesus was doing. And uh, we have other evidence that Jesus freed us from the curse of Eve because we have the example of the... um, the woman who was caught in the act of adultery and they were about to stone her to death and then they asked Jesus's opinion uh, and Jesus uh, told them let the one without any sin throw the first stone and so they could not throw that first stone and let's just take a look at scripture doesn't say the man was going to be stoned to death men were so biased and so self-absorbed and uh, looked down so low on the women that they will punish a woman for adultery, but it's okay if the man uh, commit adultery. So Jesus uh, really did a lot for women, and women, we, I believe, we are more dedicated to Christ than men are for that reason. So um, we have the scriptures pointing out that um, you know, this way of life of having multiple wives, uh, you can do it, but it's going to present a lot of problems. But if you are a converted practicing uh, Christian, you do not even consider having uh, multiple wives. And uh, in the U.S., it's actually illegal to have uh, multiple wives. So today I'm just printing to you, uh, I mean, uh, presenting to you today uh, God's stance on marriage and what his desire was for mankind because he loves us and he knows what's best for us but because we have created such appetites uh, uh, that's outside of uh, the norm, what should be normal desire for a woman. You know, you want so greedy that you want so many. Uh, You know, uh, that's something that uh, you're going to suffer the consequence of. So thanks so much for listening today. And until tomorrow when we come with a new presentation, take care.